The interviews with Heidi Hill and Richard Bader regarding Alexander Hamilton and the Schuyler family of Albany begin in just a few seconds. You can access our podcasts on my website, bobcudmore.com, and on soundcloud.com, and The Historians is now heard on RISE, WMHT's radio service for the blind and print disabled. A GoFundMe campaign continues to support the podcast. Please make a donation at gofundme.com slash the historians or send a check to Bob Cudmore, 125 Horseman Drive, Scotia, New York, 12302. The Historians Podcast, great stories from the past. And now, on with the show. On the Historians Podcast, we welcome Richard Bader. Good afternoon, Richard. Good afternoon, Bob. Thanks for having me. Sure. Richard Bader is an attorney and a teacher. He coordinates and teaches the New Visions Law and Government Program in Albany, New York. New Visions Law and Government is a selective career exploration program for academically competitive high school seniors from more than 24 school districts throughout New York State's capital region. Richard Bader has practiced law privately in Albany for more than two decades, and in his role as a teacher, he brings his students every year to the Schuyler Mansion in Albany, where the Schuyler family uh, lived, uh, starting in the era of the American Revolution, or maybe actually before that. Uh, He takes them to the Schuyler Mansions because uh, some of the Federalist papers written by Alexander Hamilton were written at the Schuyler Mansion. We're going to explore that uh, question uh, with him. Uh, well, uh, let me just try to make it simple. Why did Hamilton write some of the papers there? Well, uh, Bob, according to uh, some writing from uh, Elizabeth uh, Hamilton, Elizabeth Schuyler, who, who became his wife, um, Hamilton actually wrote the first of the Federalist Papers on a sloop while sailing up the Hudson River to Albany to come visit at the to visit the Schuylers, um, and it's believed that he wrote some of the papers either traveling to or from Albany and and in Albany. He uh, James Kent, who was the head of the uh, New York State court system, a friend of uh, Hamilton's, remarked after this visit, where it's uh, imagine, uh, believed that he wrote his first paper was uh, said that Hamilton was uh, deeply meditating on the immortal work of the Federalist. Um, he remembered this deep conversation that occurred in Philip Schuyler's uh, mansion. Phil- General Philip Schuyler was uh, a Federalist, like Hamilton, uh, believed in a, a strong federal government, and uh, it can be imagined that they had tremendous conversations there at the House, uh, and he uh, General Schuyler also had one of the best libraries in upstate New York, uh, a place where Hamilton read and even prepared for uh, the New York bar. Hmm. Well, that's an interesting uh, point about the about the library because you know back then you know there probably wasn't a library in every corner, and and Schuyler, uh, I don't know, at his seat in Albany uh, was probably a good place to do research. 
Absolutely, um, and I'm sure Heidi Hill can t- tell you more about that, but I believe uh, the general had about 300 volumes in his library, which was an awful lot um, uh, for that time. Now, there's a great deal of interest in Alexander Hamilton now because there's a musical out. It's been playing off-Broadway. It's been very successful, uh, written by and starring Lin-Manuel Miranda, in which uh, Alexander Hamilton and others of the founding fathers uh, uh, do hip-hop music and tell uh, Hamilton's incredible story. We are going to talk with Heidi Hill from the Schuyler Mansion about uh, how it came to be that Elizabeth uh, Schuyler uh, married uh, Hamilton. But since you focus on the Federalist Papers, I'd like to maybe go back to that. I just sort of glibly have been saying the Federalist Papers, Federalist Papers. What what was that? What what were they? I should say. What were the Federalist Papers? Uh, the Federalist Papers were an argument made by Alexander Hamilton why New York should ratify the federal Constitution. The uh, first government of the United States was not under the Constitution that you and I live under. It was under the Articles of Confederation. And as an Articles of Confederation uh, envisioned and set up a loose confederation of states, a government where the state power was sovereign, was supreme. And uh, there was no uh, chief executive. There was no judicial branch. The government didn't have power to tax. There was no national defense provided for. This um, uh, this worried uh, the founding fathers who were in a uh, basically a, a penniless and, and friendless uh, new country that had a wealth of resources that was eyed hungrily from overseas. And it also, uh, there was a lot of economic turmoil. Uh, there was no regulation of the economy. There was no uniform currency. Uh, so the country was in bad shape. A, a convention was called to amend the Articles of Confederation, um, but it quickly got turned into a convention to start from scratch and come up with this constitution uh, that proposed a strong central government of which Alexander Hamilton was a leading proponent. Uh, he and James Madison and John Jay from New York uh, wrote a series of essays in uh, paper in newspapers down in New York City, actually started in response to an essay written by um, an anti-federalist. Uh, these were the, uh, the party that supported the state's power, state's rights, state sovereignty. And uh, Alexander Hamilton, there were um, 84 of these papers. Alexander Hamilton wrote 51 of them, the, the lion's share of them. Uh, and if I'll just say one more thing, because you mentioned Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, his uh, years ago when he was starting to write this musical uh, that's gained such popularity now, he uh, presented a song he was working on at the White House, and I think he gave a great introduction to it um, about Alexander Hamilton's strength. He said that, uh, born a penniless orphan of illegitimate birth, uh, Alexander Hamilton became George Washington's right-hand man, uh, became Treasury Secretary, cut beef with every other founding father, and all on the strength of his writing. He was not born to uh, affluent or powerful birth, 
quite the opposite. He was not an American. He was born in the Caribbean on the island of Neves. Uh, and uh, he was born of illegitimate birth. His mother died when he was 12. But it was all through his scholarship and his persuasive writing that he rose uh, to have the influence that he had. I wonder if we were doing something like this today, the the Federalist Papers, it probably would have been a, a cable uh, news show or something, do you suppose? I don't, you know, like you'd have the Federalist, Anti-Federalist, you'd have Fox and, uh, and CNB or MSNBC kind of dueling. Well, the Federalist and the Anti-Federalist positions um, are not so different than the positions that we have today between the Republican and the Democratic parties. Uh, uh, they both believe that there, uh, that there is a, a purpose uh, to government uh, and that it's meant to secure, uh, secure people's rights and to help, help people and that government should be limited, but they believe that it should be done in different ways. Um, Federalists believed in a strong central government was the best way to carry this out. The anti-federalists believed that um, there should be things like uh, agreed with the federalists that there should be things like rule of law, that there uh, should be popular sovereignty, that the that there should be rule with the consent of the governed, but it should come from the state level of government. Mm. And so I, I don't know. I put you on the spot, but I mean, if Hamilton were alive today, would he be allied with Barack Obama or John Boehner? Hmm. Uh, it's interesting because he had uh, he had a, a variety of views. Alexander Hamilton believed in that government should be involved in the strongly, deeply in the economy. He uh, he championed the idea of a national bank. He believed that the government absolutely needed the power to borrow money so it could grow. Um, on the other hand, Alexander Hamilton believed that government's power should be unlimited uh, in terms of national defense. So in that respect, he may be uh, favored more by, as a, you know, by Republicans. He, uh, he also believed that uh, the president should have a lifetime term. Uh, and then he may not be favored by either party today <laughs> in and, that respect. And, and also in ter terms of Alexander Hamilton's life, maybe the big elephant in the room I haven't addressed yet is his death. I mean, he, I mean, I don't know of any other founding father who died in a duel. No. Um, kind of a, 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 a dare, dare I say romantic way to, you know, it's a, certainly sounds like something out of a, out of a pirate movie, um, dying by, uh, dying by duel. Killed by, uh, Aaron Burr, who had, according to the, I mean, all I know is what I read him about the play. Uh, apparently, who was a good friend of his, or they they were uh, they were together in, in earlier days. Were they, they now? They studied law together in New York. Alexander Hamilton um, was uh, he got married as you'll hear in 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 1780. In 1782, he studies law in Albany, and he gets. Uh, uh, a, a special exemption, along with Aaron Burr, uh, to uh, basically skip out on the requirements of uh, qualifications for being admitted to the bar, which required three years of a clerkship. And instead, uh, they read for three months 
in Albany. They read law with, with lawyers and study it. And uh, so in um, April, May, and June of 1782, Alexander Hamilton reads law. He gets admitted in July of 1782. Um, Al- Alexander Burr, I believe, also got admitted yeah. then. And then, um, I'm sorry, Aaron Burr. And then a month later, Alexander Hamilton gets appointed as a delegate to represent New York in the Continental Congress. Five years later, he gets uh, he, he's signing the Constitution on behalf of New York State. And what was so impressive about his work on the Federalist Papers is in New York State, anti-Federalists outnumbered Federalists two to one. Mm-hmm. And there was a real debate. The anti-Federalists especially didn't believe that the Constitution should be adopted without a Bill of Rights. There was no Bill of Rights. Uh, all the rights that are near and dear to us, the First Amendment, the Second, you know, all uh, those were not a part of the Constitution. Uh, and it looked like New York wouldn't ratify the Constitution, uh, but largely on the uh, persuasive words of Alexander Hamilton and James Madison, uh, New York did ratify the Constitution, um, and w- with the understanding that a, a Bill of Rights would soon follow which it did two years later. And, uh, you know, I hope your students don't do this, but I've done tremendous research going to Wikipedia. It says another one of uh, Hamilton's idea uh, that he put out in Federalist Number 78 was judicial review by federal courts of federal legislation. I just picked that one out. Is there one of your other, or is there another that or another a favorite of yours? Well, that's a favorite of mine because uh, we actually, when I, bring my students to Schuyler Mansion. We talk about uh, judicial review. I don't know for a fact that he wrote those papers while he was there, but since he studied law in Albany, uh, we talk about that. Um, judicial review is sometimes a controversial thing. It's the Supreme Court's power to uh, hold a law or an act of the president unconstitutional, but it's not mentioned expressly in the Constitution. However, Alexander Hamilton believed in it because Many states exercise judicial review in their state and their highest state courts. Um, and in fact, New York, in its constitution, had a provision um, expressly for judicial review. So, Richard Bader, like I, I hate to interrupt, but we're sure. uh, about to go over to uh, Heidi uh, Hill over at uh, Schuyler Mansion in Albany. Richard Bader, an attorney and teacher, coordinates and teaches the New Visions Law and Government Program in Albany. On the Historian's Podcast, we welcome Heidi Hill. Good afternoon, Heidi. Good afternoon, Bob. Heidi Hill is Historic Site Manager at Schuyler Mansion State Historic Site and the Cralo State Historic Site in the Capital District. The Schuyler Mansion is located on Catherine Street in Albany. It was the home of Philip Schuyler, Revolutionary War General, U.S. Senator and Entrepreneur, and his uh, wife, uh, Catherine. Uh, tell us a, a bit about uh, the Schuylers, uh, Heidi, and how it is that they uh, kind of got acquainted with Alexander Hamilton. Sure. Uh, well, uh, Philip Schuyler was fourth generation uh, Schuyler in America. Uh, his uh, ancestors came to New Netherland and made their name uh, for themselves and their fortune in the fur trade. And uh, by the second generation, these were the civic leaders of Albany. 
uh, amassing great land tracts. And while the Schuylers here in Albany had 125 acres, um, in Schuylerville, which was Saratoga during their time in the 18th century, uh, they had 10 to 20,000 acres, depending on what time uh, you're looking at in the late 18th century. Mm. Uh, and of course, land was all important. Um, when Philip Schuyler was interested in marrying, he was probably only looking among uh, those families who were also landed. And he married uh, Catherine Van Rensselaer uh, of Cralo, and she too was fourth generation here in America, and uh, the heiress of uh, much land uh, at the Claverick estate, uh, which was part of the Cralo uh, land holding. And they married in the 1750s and lived in Albany. Uh, at the corner of State and Pearl Street for about 10 years at the Schuyler home with Mrs. Schuyler, the mother-in-law, and uh, then in 1766 moved here to the pastures. Uh, Their house took four years to build, and uh, it had a commanding view, but more importantly, uh, those traveling on the river north would see this house before Albany. Mm. And since it was the first uh, new-style English-Georgian mansion in Albany, it really drew attention. (laughs) And, uh, you know, fourth generation, you still had to prove yourself. You still had to um, prove yourself that you were the aristocratic um, landholders, and uh, this was a place that got people's attention. They knew someone important lived at the pastures. Now, Philip and Catherine were both then of Dutch origin. I thought the the reason I asked it somewhere I read that Philip was sort of an Anglophile. He liked things British or something like that. Well, uh, you know, they were certainly British citizens in the 1760s, and he was a British soldier uh, in the French and Indian War as well as, um, you know, afterward. But um, they were certainly of Dutch descent, both of them. Uh, the Schuyler name may originally, you know, long before they emigrated to New Netherland, may have been of German origin, but um, they came from the Netherlands. But he was a part of the, of the Patriot cause, the, Re- the rebels in, uh, in the Revolutionary War. Sure. Uh, by the... Late 1760s, uh, many of these, you know, prior British um, soldiers were starting to question, uh, you know, the path that they were following here. They really felt that they should be able to determine their own uh, future. And he was very uh, much a patriot in the Revolution, being one of four major generals in the Revolutionary War under Washington. Well, let's get to Alexander Hamilton. Uh, mm-hmm. The Philip uh, and Catherine uh, Schuyler's daughter marries Alexander Hamilton. How did that come to be? Well, uh, Alexander Hamilton was serving under Washington. Uh, he was in the Fishkill, uh, New Windsor area uh, in the early 1780s, actually 1780, uh, when Elizabeth Schuyler and a friend uh, are visiting 
acquaintances in the area. Um, they're all attending, you know, the fashionable dances at the time, and uh, while they may have met prior to that, um, 1781 uh, is when Alexander Hamilton first really becomes interested in Elizabeth Schuyler. Um, certainly Schuyler and Hamilton were friendly and friends before um, Elizabeth met him uh, in 1781, but uh, I'm sorry, I should back up. I'm, 1780 yeah. is the year. Right, because they were married in 1780. Yes, yes, later in the year. Yes, uh, uh, that is true. Sorry, I made a mistake. That's all right. So <laughs> anyway, they met, and uh, and he's such a colorful character, and of course, part of the reason we're talking with you, and also we've mm -hmm. had Richard Bader uh, the attorney who uh, studies the Federalist Papers on the on the program, written right. in large part by Hamilton, because th there's this musical about Hamilton's really uh, fascinating life. I mean, there were ups and downs, and it ends in a gun battle. I mean, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, it would it would seem to me that uh, on the one hand, uh, you, um, it's hard to fathom that kind of the society person Elizabeth Schuyler would be attracted to him, but. On the other hand, I mean, or was that an issue as far as you know? I mean, the, maybe at first her parents were a little uh, put off by Hamilton, or maybe not, because, again, as you say, he was connected with George Washington. Well, Elizabeth was the second eldest of the five Schuyler daughters. Uh, the first Schuyler daughter, Angelica, had eloped in 1777. Um, oh, so they were used to this kind of thing. <laughs> well, they hoped not to get used to it. Um, it was very upsetting to them, and uh, the daughter, Angelica, and her uh, newly wed husband uh, took refuge in the grandparents' home at Cralo, and there ensued a very active letter-writing uh, event between the two, with the grandparents defending the daughter's choice and the parents um, being very opposed to it. And finally, the grandparents put their foot down and said, there will be no more of this. You will accept your daughter and her new husband, and that will be that. And they did, and um, actually it was a very pleasing match in the end. Uh, but they were still nonetheless upset with it. Um, when they got the request uh, from Hamilton to wed the daughter, Elizabeth, they did uh, certainly talk about it. For a day or two, but they they got back to him quite quickly. They understood that Hamilton was a genius. He was ambitious. Uh, they respected his work, uh, both on the military front and his thinking about uh, a new government if the Continentals were successful. And so they certainly agreed uh, to the marriage. But it came with a warning. Uh, Schuyler said that his wife, Catherine, had been so upset by Angelica's elopement that he didn't want her to go through that again. And certainly Hamilton would understand that they should not be married uh, in Philadelphia or uh, south of here in Fishkill. They should be married here in Albany. And they were. Was, was it a big party, do you know? No, it was not. And weddings in those days really weren't that large usually. Um, it would be uh, extravagant if you had more than a few people 
serving as witness. Mm. Um, so it was a family affair, generally. Often there was a party afterward, and I do understand that General Washington threw a party in Fishkill or near there, maybe New Windsor, uh, for the couple. Mm -hmm. But that was actually in 1781. They were married in December, uh, the very beginning of December in 1780, and then traveled south in January. And uh, they were together until he died, you know, in the Mm -hmm. duel with Aaron Burr. And I gather the the source I looked at, you know, honestly online, said that Elizabeth... Um, stuck with him. You know, maybe there was infidelity, and there certainly were problems and ups and downs, financially speaking, and then he's killed in a a duel, and she lives for many years, but she remained loyal to him. She certainly did, Um, and throughout the 19th century, she lived to be 91. She died in the uh, 1850s, and she outlived him by 54 years. she was interviewed by many newspaper reporters in the 19th century, and they all commented on her loyalty to him and how she talked about him well into her old age and, you know, would often walk to the sculptural bust that was in their home and, and talk about her Hamilton. So she was so devoted, so loyal, and um, really it was just so unfortunate for her that he died at such a an early age mm. now did she can live in albany all those years or, or she would by then move somewhere else um she had moved somewhere else they had their home the grange and she lived in the grange afterward um and may have lived also in philadelphia for a time but i'm i'm uncertain she was uh willed some land here uh, around Schuyler Mansion at her parents' death. Uh, I'm not certain that she ever resided here afterward. I don't think she did. I think that was um, land that she could sell. As the city was uh, really building around Schuyler Mansion in the early 19th century, um, she could sell that for quite a bit of money. So she and Alexander Hamilton lived at, you call it, said the Grange? Where, where, where was that? The Grange. It was uh, in New York City, uh, Lower Manhattan. Um, just recently, I believe in 2007, the Grange was moved uh, to St. Nicholas Park uh, in northern Manhattan. And it's been restored and furnished. You can go and visit there now. And uh, it's in a park-like setting, as it would have been in the 19th century. New York City grew around it and dwarfed the place. And so um, it really needed to be moved to a really? more appropriate place. So it was moved place. up there. It was interesting. Now, I think about it. I did see that online, that the, their home is open, uh, you know, as a, much as the Schuyler Mansion is open. And I right. thought that's where it was. And that I thought, gee, but back then that probably was really the outskirts, but it, it was moved there. Yes, that's correct. It was moved there. Now, are, you're aware, obviously, of this um, musical. We talked a bit about it with Richard Bader, uh, mm-hmm. the the attorney. Uh, do you, I, I'm, are you preparing a special exhibit? I mean, it seems to me that you know you're you're operating a in a historic site there, a museum. I would say uh, this should be good for you. Oh, we love it. Uh, you know, we've been following this for about a year. We we were aware of the musical uh, before 
it's headed to Broadway and uh, just really excited about it. Um, I, we are not planning an exhibit at this point um, on that subject, but in the future, I'm sure we will certainly try to connect with them. And I hope, hope you. And Elizabeth's a character in the musical, I would presume, isn't mm-hmm. she? She is, mm-hmm. yeah. as are some of her sisters. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, so it's very exciting, and you know, we had talked a while back about going down as a as a staff to see the musical, but as you may be aware, the tickets are so Sky. sold out in advance. <laughs> really, and and been playing off Broadway was going to open on um, on Broadway, I think, this summer. Is the plan? Uh huh. That's correct. The musical about Alexander Hamilton. Well, Heidi Hill uh, from Schuyler Mansion State Historic Site, Albany. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you.